Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Grid podcast. You by myself, Toby, and my co host, Cameron. Say hi, Cameron. Hello. And we're going to be discussing all things F1 sport. So, Cameron, catch me up with what's been happening this week in the world of F1. Okay, so uh, the first point. What's the topic? first thing you. Uh... Uh, so, on Instagram, I saw. Yep. Uh, the circuit design of the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix and uh, quite striking to say the least. 34 corners. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I did see that too, actually. 34 corners. I can't think of a track on the calendar that has that yeah. many corners. Can you? Yeah. I mean, it's funny you say that because on uh, F1 website, the organizers commented on the track design. They mentioned it is nothing like anything on the calendar. Uh, they're sure right about that. Oh, really, there's there is nothing <laughs> like it on the calendar <laughs> for good. Or there is bad. not. No, I've seen it. I have. I've seen it. It's uh, it's about as controversial as uh, the country themselves. Yeah, I mean, uh, tracking. I mean, the the drivers could could probably file a human rights lawsuit against Saudi Arabia to just add to the pile of. I think uh, human rights. Uh, thing around the track should be uh, I mean I'm just looking at this now and I don't know if it'll be good for racing there's two DRS zones yeah uh, a lot of a lot of corners that's how I'll, I'll sum it up yeah Espe- um, especially this seen- is a leaked version oh, okay so hopefully this is a leaked of the of the this is a leaked version of the track, right? Yeah, it hasn't been confirmed, so it's all speculation at this point. So, okay, fair enough. What were you saying? Uh, I was just um saying, and then if you look on the leaked version, um, in sector three, it just seems like they've decided, you know what, we're gonna have 30 plus corners, we've committed to that. Let's just throw in what is it like seven and and probably i mean we don't we don't know the the length of the track but it seems like seven in the space of half a mile well it can't be it can't be that long well i mean it looks quite long but they wouldn't do over that Mm. so um there must be a lot of corners in a small space of time yeah so uh, drivers will be on their best uh behavior best attention span (laughs) yeah okay what else have you got for me uh, and then the other point is uh, Hamilton's contract has been agreed finally. Yeah. But uh, yeah, after that. the Mercedes and Hamilton commented that the reason for it being only one year was because of COVID and the uh, negotiations going on for too long because of the pandemic. But that brings up the yeah. point that uh, would this be Hamilton's last season in F1? Well, what do you think? See, I, I don't know. Because, Do you think it's... I mean, for, for the sake of the sport, obviously Hamilton, a legend in the sport, will go down in history as one of the greatest drivers of all time. But of course, to bring in new um, new viewers, it seems a bit pedestrian, to say the least. It seems that, you know, sort of like in other sports, we see sort of guys on the top of their game winning yeah. year in, year out, and people... Is people want them to lose. So I think if if Hamilton does leave, it's it's a great time for him yeah. to leave. Sort of leave on a high if he wins the championship uh this kind of season. 
I think if he if he won it this year as eight title, that would not mm. only break records, and then if he left, it would just you know it would leave everyone everyone wanting more from him. Yeah, and I think that would be like everyone would just want more from him, and well, some people would because yeah. you know. Yeah, I think it's sort of like a lose lose situation. Boys. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I think I'm not sure about the one year deal. Yeah. I think he's just leaving his options open. Mm. Um, so are Mercedes because obviously they've got George Russell. Oh yes, I know. So you know, I'm not saying it will happen, but if for whatever reason, Hamilton sort of. Um, well, it's interesting. Bottas and Hamilton are both on one year deals. So it's oh, like, so could it know, be uh, 2022? Yeah, I think Mercedes is gonna. I, I'm I'm certain that one of them is gonna stay for 2022. Yeah. Could it be Hamilton Russell? Um, at least, but obviously with the new rule changes, Mercedes might not be competitive in 2022. Uh, so. Why I think Hamilton's a bit unsure. Yeah. Um, and you know he's not um not sure of what to do. But anyway, speaking of 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, from yesterday, um, that all the teams, the FIA and F1 themselves, had a meeting, and uh, an engine freeze has been confirmed for next season. Mm-hmm. So Red Bull get what they wanted. Yes, Red Bull get what they want. <laughs> um, not as always, but mm-hmm. they they did get what they want, despite Mercedes and Renault expressing their like. Disconcern with it, with it all. Yeah. They didn't want the engines to freeze, but this, this, this is quite. No one can develop their engines. Yeah. From twenty twenty two until until twenty twenty five at the earliest. The new engine regulation. Wow. So um, I know it's quite it's quite a big deal. So yeah, it's a pretty big deal. Whoever whoever doesn't have a competitive engine next season, well. A bit screwed for uh, mm. years, so I think we need to um, improve their act. And I'm sure they will this year. They've got the resources and yeah. money to do it. I mean, I think you um, can sort of yeah. What, what do you? Th- you can sort of see why a team like Mercedes wanted. I uh, didn't want the engine freeze to go ahead because, as you said, you know, Mercedes may not be competitive in 2022, and if they aren't, then well, as you said, they're screwed till 2025. From the others. Yeah, exactly. The real winners here are the customer team. Yeah. It's like because they can if they if they have a Mercedes engine for next year, which they will, because they're Mercedes team. Yeah. Then they if the Mercedes engine is bad, they don't have to stay. That engine, so it seems like the 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 work teams are not going to benefit at all from it. So I mean, it could level the playing field, especially in um the middle of the grid. Yeah, definitely. Sort of bring the middle of the um, grid closer to the uh sort of the front three teams. I know. I th- I. Mm. Anyway, uh, another thing that was confirmed is a sprint races. So what do you think about the idea of sprint races happening in uh, Formula 1, Karen? 
Yeah, I think I think it's a great idea because I mean we've seen in, in other sports where sort of um, especially cricket we've seen with T Twenty how um, people don't want to watch a whole cricket game, so twenty innings uh, brings in a great yeah. audience. I just don't think the sprint race will be a well, sprint race, so no pit stops or anything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it only happened three times this year mm. in Canada, Italy, and Brazil. Um, and it will happen on the Saturdays. Um, I think everyone's, even Formula One themselves, are unsure on the format at the moment. Mm. But they've said that there's been a broad support from all F1 teams about the uh, sprint races actually happening this year, which would be complete change for Formula One because they've never had sprint mm. in the sport before the modern era, anyway. Um, what do you think? Yeah, like um, as I said, it's a. I think it's a great idea because it brings in a, a new audience that maybe are seeing sort of Hamilton dominate the pack in the last few years. So they're like, why yeah. should I watch a race to see Hamilton dominate the pack for like seventy odd laps? Whereas if it's like a sprint race, obviously we don't know the length of these sprint races, but it'll be considerably shorter than seventy laps, and as you said, no pit stops. So. It'll bring in a new audience. Yeah, well, uh, Formula Two sprint races yeah. too. Formula, Formula Two and the Formula Two mm. sprint races yeah. are pretty exciting. Very successful. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I think it attracts a lot of fans. So if F1 do the same thing, then and next thing on about those well yesterday is the Portugal Portuguese Grand Prix is pretty much confirmed. Um, to take place on the uh, to be transport on the calendar on May the 2nd. Um, so what do you think about returning to Portugal? I mean, Portugal, obviously a great track. We saw sort of signs uh, take the lead last few years. So, I mean, yeah. they sort of had, it's what Port, I think Fun Portugal is turning into one of those tracks that you sort of have to have it on the calendar. Oh, yeah, I, th I think so too. I Honestly, I, I think it's an amazing track. It's kind of like a lot of people compare it to Spain, um, but with just um, hills and a lot. Um, oh, I don't know the word for it, but um, yeah. you know what I mean. Um, and it's just a lot more exciting than Spain. Spain's quite a boring, mediocre yeah. track. <laughs> well, where you don't really see much race. We saw from last year, it was probably the most boring race of the year. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, I think 25 seconds. So, yeah. um, yeah, that was certainly uh, <laughs> not fun. So, whereas Portugal, you had kind of science take the lead first few laps. I think Kimi Raikkonen made up like in data as well. Oh, yeah, Kimi Raikkonen like, got into like, uh, um, what was it? Got up like very far up. Like seven, like six. Yeah. Seven. I mean, it was because I think he, he was like last, and then he. Yeah. He did profit off of sort of. Yeah. Drive he was on certain tires. Yeah. Went for the long. Yeah. Well, days. he just he's a very experienced. Yeah. Very experienced. I mean, so. they they don't call him the Ice Man. Nothing. Um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, do you have anything about the? Uh, any car launches happening in the next few weeks? I don't know if I'm long. 
uh, yes. teams are set to release so, delivery. On Monday, so uh, if you're watching this when it comes out on Friday, so Monday the 15th of February will be McLaren's new car launch. And I mean, we don't really have any new information as what comes with these car launches about delivery and stuff, but I think we're almost certain to believe that it's obviously going to be the orange and blue of the last year's. So, yes, that's a uh, very difficult one to guess. Yeah. Um, if I mean, if you look at their profile alone, it's pure orange, pure blue. So I reckon, and I did actually look at the, the merchandise that released this morning. Yeah. And um, it looks very orange and very blue. Mm. I mean, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I went to sleep last night uh, praying, just sort of a pipe dream of uh, the Marlboro livery. The oh, yeah, it's the red and white. That is also a very, very yeah, iconic livery. That is a very nice livery. The, cla the classic. But yeah, obviously, definitely. obviously, McLaren didn't want that. I mean, the orange and blue suits them, sort of. I think they're just marketing themselves and rebranding themselves. Yeah, exactly. That orange and blue. It's fair enough, like, Bull have the dark bluish thing, mm. and McLaren want to brand themselves in the orange and blue. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't lie, I do miss the uh the red and white mclarens mm. and the my personal favorite the vodafone mclaren Mercedes. oh yeah they were beautiful cars it was like chrome silver yeah and rocket had, red yeah so definitely good um also i saw about williams as well um who do they partner with i think the brand was it was quite a famous Oh, yeah, it was a um, famous brand for the 90s, which is ironic, seeing as William's success came around that period. Wasn't it? Also in the 90s, yes. Yeah, it's ironic, right really. Uh, Umbro, yeah. that's it. It's almost poetic. <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, they'll we... be hoping to... Uh... Yeah, what? what yeah, I was just going to say quickly, I mean, it's um, ironic that uh, if you were to compare Williams to um, sort of a shoe fashion brand now, uh, you probably would compare them yeah. to Umbro. So it used to be good. Now only popular in a certain crowd. So. And Umbro will be hoping that uh, from this year onwards, they can uh, regain their old mojo back. Mm. Um, certainly. Um, so any other news or is that about it from this week? Yes, yeah, so I believe that is about it. Okay, I think the only thing, uh, other thing we could talk about is um, it happened about two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. Hollow Science um, in red, of course, driving oh, yes. a Ferrari. See that? Yeah, I mean, um, I saw I saw quickly that uh, he uh, had obviously had his dad there, so obviously trying to build a good relationship with the team there, sort of family environment. He seemed honestly very happy. Yeah. I think. Yeah, honestly, I think it was really important. I think something uh, Carlos, um, his dad, Ferrari, actually, he asked Ferrari if his dad could be there. Yeah. And Ferrari approved, and he was very thankful for that. So I think it is really important to have someone uh, joining a new team. And I think, you know, he knows no one there. So just having his dad there is quite good for him. Yeah. His dad also is a 
Rally champion and led yeah, England that, himself. That helps. <laughs> sure um, helps that you know that, that helps you that, that, but yeah I think um I think there was also uh some F2 drivers and Ferrari junior drivers um driving the car at Ferrari's test track too. Yeah. Um it was Callum Milo, uh, Mick Schumacher who will be joining Haas this year. Mm-hmm. How do you think that's gonna go quickly? I mean, I'm excited for Mick, obviously, with the surname he has, the legend that is Michael Schumacher. Yeah. You've got to be excited for him that he has what his dad had. And honestly, if you saw... His, of course, coming in. If you saw his pace F2, there, F2, then it's clear he's got some serious pace. Yeah. Exactly. And um, maybe we shouldn't talk about his teammate at the moment. Um, yeah, I not think too we'll popular guy. Sort of won't go into the controversy of that. We want to keep out of controversy. Yeah, we won't go into that. You will you yeah. know you know about that. Um I have also I want to send our best wishes to Fernando Alonso, yeah. um, who last night was involved in a cycling accident. You didn't know. Um but apparently he's all okay, but he does have a bruised face and possible fractures. And um, did you say about that? Hmm? Yeah, I heard that. So obviously, speedy recovery to Fernando. Obviously, don't want yep. to see that in, with any of the drivers. Um, that would be that would be terrible to miss out on Alonso retiring. Anyway, I think that's about it for this podcast. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think a great for first podcast. Very excited for the yeah, future. Yeah, only. Um, yeah, I'm very excited for the future too. And thank you guys for joining this week. Um, We hope you forgive us for any technical difficulties or anything like that. This is just the beginning. And we will see you next Friday for the Grid Podcast, episode two. See ya.